Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally through the lens of an occupational therapist. Here in the last few weeks of the school year, talking different things we love for the love of this, for the love of that here in season four. I want to talk about the love of books 2.0. We talked about it earlier in the season, earlier in the year, but I just can't get enough of books. I literally love books. My favorite thing I've talked many times on this show and all my other podcasts, especially the Jewish-related ones, is the ability to sit down with a good book and just get involved and meshed and entrenched in the book. It's such a wonderful thing to be able to read. It's not something we should take for granted. For thousands of years, for many centuries, there were very many people that were not literate, that were not actually able to read, and that were not able to read and write. You know, throughout Jewish history, for sure, not everybody was so well-versed. Maybe the upper echelons, maybe the, the aristocracy or the royalty or the nobility. But not every person was. And only when the mission was written down was it actually codified into words and then the Talmud was written down by Rav Yehuda Nasi from the Mishnah and Ravina Ravashi for the Talmud, for the oral law written down. But it wasn't always like that. It was really transmitted orally. And people had to remember thousands of thousands of things. And it wasn't always like that, that people were literate, that they could read and they could write. It's really a blessing that many, many kids and a lot of kids throughout the world, not talking about third world countries or developing countries right now, that people really can read and write, and we have to take advantage of being able to read, not reading garbage, not reading filth, not reading hate, or reading things spewed against people or spewed against different um, countries or whatnot. Reading good, wonderful things. I personally love to read novels. Growing up, I always loved mystery, thriller, suspense, so we chucked the, the, the genre of the novels I grew up with, and we took instead the Jewish novels so that I could relate to our culture and to our way of life. We have many, many, many authors out there. I'm currently in a book I really, really like. Very interesting story, different characters, and involves in the Jewish way of life with different um, rituals and different routines and things that I'm very familiar with, but... Not the characters that I grew up with. There are many, many characters out there. Of course, everyone should read their own. I actually grew up with uh, characters like Grisham and Patterson and Kellerman and the like. Those are great, but once I, I found my wife and once we had kids, I wanted to go a different direction, a less dark direction, a less um, intense direction. So the, the, the books I read now really don't have those elements. They still have mystery. They still have thriller. They still have suspense. Don't worry. They have those wonderful elements, but it doesn't have all the extraneous stuff that's really unnecessary. We keep it a good rating, a good family-friendly rating, and we keep out any of the curses or, or unnecessary thing like that. And in general, that's also what I feel about movies and TV, by the way. On a side note, it's so unnecessary, so extraneous to put on all these things. Everything, you could have a good show, a good mystery, a good thriller, suspense, and it could still be PG. It doesn't need all the necessary stuff throwing in different relationships and whatnot. It doesn't need the cursing or the like it. It could be a good show, a classic example. My wife and I love a show called Well and Close the Heart. It has the mystery. It has the intrigue. It even has a little romance of developing relationships, but it keeps it very G, very PG. That should be how everything is. And when we find movies, a lot of times we like to watch our movies on the weekends. That's what we do for date night. We try to find those Hallmark movies because we know they're going to keep it nice and G and PG. Why can't the whole world be like that? Why do I have to, me and my wife have to search and research and search and find shows that are really good, really clean, really kosher? You know, it shouldn't have to be like that. You think about the show Stissel, we love... And that's a really good, down-to-earth, clean show, you know? So when we think about books also, 
you know, we think about how it can be kept to a good way. So when we're revisiting books, when we're revisiting talking about books, I wanted to mention the idea of the bookstore. That's something that's not really around so much anymore. Growing up, I remember Walden books and Border books and, of course, Barnes and Nobles. And there were so many bookstores out there. It was like a real thing to go to the bookstore, pick out the books and take them out. Of course, the library also... But I personally really love the idea of bookstores, and they're really not around so much. Here and there, you'll have a mom-and-pop mom bookstore. Like one time, my wife and I were in the city, and we stumbled upon a bookstore, which was so cute, so nice. But that's not, maybe it was called Shakespeare or something like that, but that's not really the norm. A lot of people order books online, and I have a whole debate in one of the episodes in the previous season about books versus Kindle. I like that a Kindle or whatever, an iPad or now on an iPhone, you could put it on the Books app. You could carry many books with you. That's great. But reading a book on a phone does not compare to reading a book in real life. So that's why I order books, tons of books, tons of books. And we read them on the Sabbath. We read them on the Yom Tov on the holidays. I love opening a book. And many times my wife will take the book, open it, and sniff it and smell it if it has that wonderful book smell. If you're an avid reader, you know what I'm talking about. So I'm a huge fan of the books. So you go to a bookshop and you peruse the different books that are out there. There's nothing like it. Why is it that there are not many bookstores left? I don't know. Besides for Barnes & Nobles, I can't really think of many standing bookstores that are really there anymore. And I think about the book orders and the Scholastic Book Fair I grew up with. That was a wonderful, wonderful treat. My my son in his kindergarten class, they're finishing the year, but every month they put in a book order. Happens to be I got every order except for this month. I totally missed the deadline. So disappointing. But I love the idea when they order it. You'd look at the at the at the flyer and I could show it. Oh yeah, I want the Peppa Pig. Oh yeah, I want the Spider Man. Oh cool, cars. You know, different books they see and we could order. We could put in the order. I go to the website and it gets delivered to the teacher. Oh here it goes to Mora Mora X or Mora Y. That's how we say teacher in Hebrew. And look, it's going to go, and we're going to bring it home, and then I feel the knapsack is so heavy that day, and ah, look, Abba, which is Hebrew for dad, the books came today, and I'm like, yes, I love the idea of books coming. Book orders were a huge thing for me when I was a kid, their book fair, also, they, they would set up shop in our decrepit, defunct gym, <laughs> our school did not have a lot of money, we were a private school, but they still had those book orders, and... um I loved going to, to, to the actual book fair to take out the books. And I love going to the bookstore and on Corona times. We're not talking about Corona right now. And the library also. I love going to the library taking out books. But during Corona, our solution instead for Corona, maybe going forward, we'll see, is to go to the different websites of the books of the companies that we get from. Like Art School is a famous one and, and Feldheim is a famous one and Menucha Publishers is a famous one and Sufta. And uh, Targum Press, many different, Sharp Press, many different, um, many different companies out there, the Jewish ones, where we find these fascinating novels. And usually they're very good books. It happens to be the other week I picked up a book. I did not connect with it. I did not like it. Put it down and I picked up a different one. And yes, I was connecting. I'm like, yes, I don't understand why the book did not connect to me. But by and large, usually it does. For the love of books 2.0. There's nothing like a good book, especially on a rainy day. You want to cozy up with a book and a, and a hot chocolate and the, and the, 
and the and the blanket. A lot of times, my wife and I will sit on the couch next to each other. We each have our own books, and it's such a wonderful experience. We got to have it so much this past week, thanks to the holiday of Shavuos. We had it on Shabbos, on Sabbath. We had it then on the two Shavuos nights, and now again, Sabbath is coming up. It's a wonderful thing to be able to do books, to read books. Don't take it for granted. It's a wonderful thing for the love of books 2.0. Remember, realize how wonderful books are. Appreciate books. Read to your kids. Have your kids read. A lot of times kids will go to their beds and read in bed, which I'm, a, I'm okay with. I'm an advocate of that. I might have a very strict bedtime. You know, we try to get them in between 6.30 and 7.30. Usually a lot of times I'll play guitar for them also. But if they want to read, they want to peruse the book in bed, that's okay. I just want them in the bed ready to go to sleep. And when they fall asleep, they fall asleep. So as they get older, they can maybe bring a book with them and let them read them in the book. Turn off the light when you're ready and go to sleep when you're ready. But for the love of books, books are fascinating, are wonderful, so good for the creativity, good for the imagination. Appreciate them, use them, read them as often as you can. This has been OT Talk with Mr. T. I'm your host, Mr. T.